I'm Michelle Schaefer, and you're listening to the Sold Out Entrepreneur Podcast. This will be a year of increase, impact, and favor, and I want you to wake up to possibilities and dreams that are waiting for you. You can't be the same person this year and reach new goals. I hold nothing back. I will help you make a shift. I'm going to teach you how your mindset, your nutrition, and your personal development are either moving you forward or holding you back. This is it. No excuses. No bull. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Sold Out Entrepreneur Podcast. This is part two of the Wanna Be an Entrepreneur series. And today you get to hear a lot of amazing information from myself and my talented and sexy husband. I just want to start off by saying, if you are one of those people that think that you're never going to get your lucky break, (laughs) we have great information for you because you don't need a lucky break here. This is available to everybody. So if you're listening to this, I want to tell you who this information is for. It's for you if you've just been curious about network marketing. Maybe you're just kind of wondering, what is it all about? Maybe this could be something that works for me. Maybe you're somebody that's been in network marketing before, more than once, maybe more than twice, and you have not yet been able to find the success that you're looking for. Maybe you are in network marketing right now, and you're doubting the company that you're with. You're just not sure if it's the right fit or if it has all the right ingredients. Or maybe you're with a company right now, and you're doubting the team that you're with. You're not getting the support, the mentorship. You're not getting the training. You're just not sure. Well, I'm excited for you because this information, this recording is for you. We're going to share so much information packed in this tiny little amount of time. You are going to feel so armed and ready. You're going to jump off of this recording and you're going to get into immediate action. I'm very excited about that. I'm here today with my amazing business partner and husband. His name is Bobby and literally he has taught me everything I know in this profession. Say hello, Bobby. Hi guys. (laughs) This is exciting. Okay. So Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break this down into a couple of sections for you. And the first one is you're ready to go, right? Okay, what do I do next? What's the first thing I need to do? Well, the first thing you need to do is you need to choose a company. (laughs) How do you do that? You're thinking, okay, this is kind of a big world. I'm excited to jump into it. There's a lot of different categories. Where do I start? Let's start here. We're going to start with how you choose a company. And and for me, if I were to give you advice, I'd say, well, what are you passionate about? That's my first question to people all the time. What are you passionate about? What fires you up? What gets you just lit up and makes your heart beat faster? You know, in this amazing profession of direct sales, we have several categories. There's health and wellness, there's cosmetics, there's services, there's jewelry, there's travel, there's clothing. There's just a multitude of things for you to choose from. And really, I find that when people are involved in something that they are passionate about, they're much more successful. So that would probably be number one. Um, You know, everybody has different needs, desires, and passions. So really, what are you passionate about? That's really going to be probably the first thing that you're looking for when you're deciding which 
company is going to be the right one for you. So, okay, that hopefully will help you at least get into the right category. Now let's talk specifically about which company in that category is going to be best for you. I'm going to go through several things here. And I know that I'm pretty certain that Bobby's going to have some input on this as well. Uh, you, the, if you don't know this already, if I didn't already say this, Bobby and I have a combined 45 years in the profession of network marketing and not to, you know, tell you his age or anything, but I only have two. <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I've been in the profession for 14 <laughs> years. Bobby's been in the profession for, I think this is his, this is his 30th oh, no, year. 30, yep. 30th year. So together we have a lot of experience. We've done a lot of different things. We've made a lot of money in the profession and we're still passionate about it. So um, here, here's some of the things that you're going to want to look into when you are ready. Okay. So first was the company history. When did they open their doors? And, and why is this important? There's a lot of reasons this is important, but you know, you don't want to get, you don't want to get kind of sucked into, Bobby likes to call it the network marketing treadmill. Yeah, Bobby. And that's when people are jumping from startup to startup to startup. And it's because it sounds so exciting, right? Oh my goodness. You're going to be in on the ground floor. You're just going to, it's going to be amazing for you. Well, I want to just give it to you straight because while it may sound exciting to be in on the ground floor, there are still a lot of growing pains that the company has to go through. And so for me personally, um, that is, that is not an option for me to get in on the ground floor. And I can tell you that because Bobby and I founded our own company. <laughs> we literally talk about the ground floor. We were like below the earth <laughs> on that one. That's we were so in on that one before before the ground floor. It was like literally the 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 core of the <laughs> of the planet. Then up to the surface of the earth. Then the ground floor was built. So, uh, and I can tell you, having founded a company uh, myself ourselves, there is a lot of ifs. There's a lot of things that you just don't know in the beginning, even as the founder of a company, because you have to see how things grow and play out. Yeah. One of the things about, uh, you know, the ground floor and everybody talks ground floor is so great. And in the almost 30 years that I've, I have been involved in this profession, um, I, there are very few, I mean, I can count them on one hand or less, companies that actually have survived that whole time that I've been doing this um, and any of the ground floor you know opportunities that I ever got and I started with myself uh, none of them survived so it was you know talk about taking away my credibility as somebody that that is, is finding the right companies to introduce to people um, it just did not work out that great for me looking at ground floor yeah. So ground floor, while it may sound real super flashy and exciting, might not be the best option for you. If you are looking to actually become a professional in the network marketing world, in this, this credible profession, and if you're looking to actually plant roots and be with a company for a lifetime, because I want to tell you something, you can do that. You can choose the right company and you can be there for a lifetime. You can build a career there if you're making the right choice. Okay. So, so that's number one. How old is the company? What is their history? You know, how, 
if they've been around for several years, what's their growth looked like? Have they gone through tons of changes? And that brings me to my next criteria here. Who are the owners of your company? Who's the owner? Who's the founder? This is a big deal. And, And I tell you this, you know, this is maybe not information that you've even thought about, but because we've been around, <laughs> we've walked some some pretty rocky roads here in the profession. It was one of the main factors for us. Who is the owner? Because the profession now has definitely come of age, but there was a period of time for a number of years where people would come on the scene, they would start a company, they would have no intention of that company lasting for a lifetime. They would make, you know, their handfuls of millions of dollars. The company would get shut down. They would walk away with millions of dollars, leaving all of those distributors hurt and they didn't care, right? So they're, they're, they had no integrity. That was their intention. That, that was their intention. They knew what they were doing. They didn't care about it. But those times are gone, <laughs> but I still think it's very, very important to know who's at the helm. You, you've heard it say, you know, everything rises and falls on leadership, So for me to plant roots and choose a company, I need to know that the people at the helm are people that have integrity. It's a big deal to me. And so there, you know, in this awesome profession, uh, those kind of, that kind of information is made known to you. It's very easy to uh, look up information and find out who is at the helm of the company. And if that information is not available, then to me, that's, that is, that company is no longer an option for me and their top corporate executives. See, now there's a couple of things that Bobby and I have seen over the years. You either have people um, in these top executive positions who have been distributors, network marketing distributors, and been successful, or you have people that have been corporate executives and been successful. And you're talking about two completely different worlds. So it's great to know that you have executives that have been in the network marketing world and even some of them that have uh, at least had experience in the field as actual distributors for companies. Because when you merge the two together, you really can create an incredible executive team that knows how to not only build teams, but how to run their company from the corporate side. Okay, so that's another, that's a big factor. Who's at the helm? of this company? Who's running the show? Who do they have working in these corporate offices every day, making decisions that are going to affect my business? Do they understand the profession of network marketing? Do they know how to scale their business? Do they understand the global, the global aspect and how to glow, grow a company globally? These are all very, very important things for me when I'm choosing. Okay. So next we're going to talk about products, product manufacturing, you know, where is the product being manufactured and what type of science, if it's a product that would require that, what type of science or what type of documentation, something that, that can validate what you're, what you're, you know, using yourself and what you're sharing with other people. This is really, really important that being able to validate, um, outside of your company, like third party validation results of your products. And some of this doesn't apply to some of the categories out there in network marketing, but if it does apply to the, the chosen category that you are in, um, or the company that you've decided to go with, that it's very, very important that there is third party, credible information, science to back what it is that you have. Otherwise it's just, you know, it's just a product and people's testimonies. And that's not something that the, that today's consumer 
can stand on alone. It is a big factor, but it's not something that they can stand on alone. And here's the biggest part about products, okay? This is the big one. Does the company that you're choosing have products that are consumable? You want to build a legacy, you know, type of an income, a legacy business, a legacy team. You need to have products that people use every day over and over and over and over for a lifetime. That's big. That's consumable product. This is something that they are consuming every day without thinking about it because they're in love with your product. So that's, those are kind of the criteria that I look for when it comes to, you know, how to actually choose a company corporately and the products. I've recently been doing just some study and research on the, on the profession and looking into some other companies. And right now there is a number of companies that have emerged that only they have a, a product that people are purchasing upon enrollment. And then there is no continued product purchases. And, um, you know, it, it sounds like a great idea, sounds easy, sounds fun, like it could be lucrative. And they talk about all kinds of money. But when you don't have a company that has a product that, like Michelle just said, is consumable um, every single day, um, the company is only going to be able to survive so long without ongoing daily purchases and consumption. It's perfect that you said that, Bobby, because we're going to be talking about compensation plans next. And that's one of my criteria (laughs) is, is there a true residual? If you don't have products that people are purchasing on a regular basis because they're using them on a regular basis, how can you have a true residual income? It's one of the, like, that's like my hot button here for network marketing. That's like my biggest, one of my most incredibly exciting things because, you know, I I had a job. I worked in a salon for many years. There was nothing residual about that. I built an enormous business. I built an enormous client base and did that for, gosh, 10 years. And when I retired, there was not one more penny earned, even though my clients continue to get their hair done, right? But when I left, there was nothing left for me. So I'm so glad that you brought that up, Bobby. That's crazy. So we're going to talk compensation plan right now for a few minutes. This is, I know Bobby, like you're, he's an expert in compensation plans. He studies them. He will randomly just look at various companies that are, you know, that are either startups or been around for a while and just look at their comp plan just, just to see what's going on out there in the network marketing world. And just a quick statistic for you, at any given moment in the United States, there's like 1,200 network marketing companies. (laughs) Most of them don't last after two to five years, but just to tell you how many of them are are going on. And the reason that they don't last isn't necessarily because they didn't have good products. Maybe they had good products, but maybe they didn't have a good corporate team. (laughs) You know, these startup companies, maybe they had a great corporate team, but they didn't have good products. Bobby always says, you know, there's ingredients. There are specific ingredients. Like if you were trying, if I was trying to bake a cake right now in the kitchen, I said, I'm going to make a cake for us tonight, Bobby. I said, okay, but you know what? I don't have any eggs. That cake is not going to turn out right. Or what if I had all the ingredients, but I didn't have sugar. (laughs) I'll tell you right now, Bobby's not eating that cake if I don't have sugar. Or just one ingredient to make it rise. I mean, there's, 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 it just takes one wrong ingredient um, in, in a network marketing company. Um, for it to not be able to succeed. And in just two of the three other companies that I've looked at just recently, um, and speaking about compensation plans again, you know, 
both two of the three uh, companies had an illegal compensation structure. They will not survive if they continue doing it the way they do. And I can say that they can, you could have reps talk to me all day long and say how legal it is and how amazing it is. But I've been doing this now going on 30 years. <clears throat> and trust me when I say I can look at a comp plan and within five to 10 minutes, I can tell you if they can stay with that comp plan or not. Yeah, if it's if it's gonna if it's gonna be able to maintain if it's got a sustainable you know product and comp plan and this is what we're trying to do here if you know you're you're a quarter of the way into this a third of the way into this and I, I the reason that we're giving you this information is we're trying to head you off at the pass here it's like there's a learning curve there's a learning curve in every profession and because of our experiences we are trying to, you know, keep you from having to go through some of the heartache. And I say heartache very seriously. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And you guys, you can use me as your guinea pig, okay? Because <laughs> 30 years, coming up on 30 years, I have certainly made some bad decisions, some wrong companies uh, many times over. And I definitely can tell you, know what to look for and what not to look for these days. Yeah. Gosh, sad that we have the ability to do that, but we do. (laughs) So we're talking compensation plan because this is why we do this. Yes, the products in our companies are amazing, right? Some of the most high quality products on the planet come from network marketing companies. Why? Because they have the ability to spend the money on research and development because they're not spending money on advertising. And that's it's really, it's just an unbelievable thing that we get to be a part of. And so, you know, that's great. But I started in network marketing because I was looking to create an income. It's the income that excited me more than the product. And it's the income that keeps people here. That's, that's statistically known. If somebody on your team can even make $1 in their first six months, the uh, the likelihood, the, the retention of that person sticking around literally it goes through the roof if they make even $1. So, so this is very, very important. And there are a variety of different compensation plans out there. And some of them um, are built around kind of the older model, Bobby. The, this, you know, this profession has been around for 160 years now. Um, the multi-level uh, aspect, the, the ability to earn um, down, you know, generations of customers came around really in the, in the early 1900s. And they considered it a multi-tiered compensation plan. And I believe Amway was one of the first ones to do that. That's where the term multi-level marketing came from. It doesn't necessarily describe our profession. It describes a method of getting paid through multiple levels of customers, multiple tiers of compensation. And so what, what the brilliant people who kind of came up with this model saw was that they could build even bigger, stronger companies if, a, if they incentivized their customers to teach other customers how to talk about and share the product. That's, that's how this works, guys. It's not, there's nothing weird, illegal, strange about it. The company realizes that because we as distributors are their biggest, best mouthpiece, we also are their biggest, best trainers. So when we go out and we teach and share other people, uh, you know, how to do that, we actually get compensated. And so being that it's been around for a really long time, you can imagine 
just think of this. You can imagine how things have evolved. Bobby and I were just talking about this the other day. Remember life before your smartphone? I barely remember it because I think my brain is wrapped up in my smartphone now. <laughs> I don't know what I did before Google and before um, navigation. I don't know how I got anywhere. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I made it to any destination <laughs> on the planet without, you know, having my phone tell me turn left, turn right, 500 feet, <laughs> 400 feet. But imagine, you know, how much we've advanced just in the last five years in in, in technology, and think about. Why would, why would companies continue with the same compensation models that they had so many years ago? That's all they knew. And, you know, now the, the more modern companies have, have better compensation plans. So it's important that you kind of look how the age of the company and, you know, their compensation plan. So there's, I don't, I don't know if Bobby wants to actually go into this, but there's different types. There's a unilevel compensation plan, which means you're building infinitely in width with your personally enrolled. Typically those companies pay down only a certain number of, of levels or generations of customers. You can build your way up, uh, earning more and more levels based on, you know, whatever the company's criteria is. A lot of times it's developing leaders within your team. So that's one of them. Um, another popular one now is a binary compensation plan where you're only building in width two in width and the rest goes into depth. Those are the more modern ones. I think Bobby, is there anything else out there really when it comes to compensation? Yeah, plans? Not anymore. Uh, well, they do have a unit level that they, they can pay into infinity, but it's, it's a lot harder to get to that kind of a level in those comp plans because you have to develop other people that have reached pretty high ranks to be able to go to infinity in those comp plans. But um, one of the things that's still strange to me today is that new companies are still buying software for old comp plans um, and, and really old comp plans, which is, it just is not going to serve the distributor, you know, like you and I. So when you're deciding on which company you're going to go with, you definitely need to do a little, you know, hard look into what their compensation is and how new it is. And just there's a couple other things as well that we can talk about later. Well, I want to talk about one aspect because the first company I ever got into, Bobby, and you know this very well, had a had a breakaway aspect to their comp plan. And maybe this this sounds foreign to you, okay? We're we're doing M, we're doing network marketing speak right now, but but what that means is, you know, I was building and I was helping to build leaders on my team, and I was so excited, so proud of everybody. It was awesome. And uh, the first, my biggest month in the business, I also promoted somebody to one of the higher levels of leadership. And what I, and that company paid every month, which again, that's a very, that's a much older model to pay once a month. Uh, but you know, so the next month when I got my, my check, my commission check for the previous month, that was my biggest month, my check dropped dramatically because of that breakaway aspect. I, if I could say anything, like if I could warn you, I, I'm, you know, and there are probably people listening to this that are, that are involved in companies like that. And you're going to send me mean emails and stuff about this because, you know, that's your, that's your company. And, and, you know, there are a lot of them still out there, but what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to help you to choose a company that gives you the ability to not only build a rock solid team, not only build, you know, other people, but to have true residual income, walk away residual income. Like if, if you decided, you know, after building for, let's just say five years, you, you really worked hard you've built a massive residual income in five years and you decide you want to take a year and travel. And you don't want to be plugged into anything because your team is so massive. 
I want to teach you how to be able to do that. And if you're with a company that has a breakaway aspect, you can never do that. Because when once somebody breaks away, you have to go back and build somebody up again to replace them. So it actually is, it, it, it de-incentivizes people to help develop leaders. So the better types of compensation plans are the ones that encourage you to help develop other people. It doesn't take anything away from you as other people are doing good, you know, and better in the business and growing. Yeah, a lot of times people will tout, you know, what percentage that their comp plan with the particular company that they're with pays out. And when you talk about these older companies and the breakaways and the old-fashioned unilevels, um, you're 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 looking at thirty to thirty-five percent is about the max that they'll pay out. Um, compensation plans today, good ones are going to pay in that fifty percent tile. Um, and, and that's that's really good because the company can still um, operate at a high level and yet continue to pay you at a pretty high level at that 50% mark. Some companies um, are claiming, I've seen them tout that they're, they're paying up to 65%. If your company is saying that they're paying 55% or more, um, get back to me in about a year or two and let's see if that company is still around. It Warning. just doesn't happen. <laughs> Warning. It can't Warning. Happen. You know, that again, this is just experience. I mean, you you don't want your company to be paying out that much because you want your company to be able to invest, right? They have to invest in products. They have to invest in their growing infrastructure. They have to invest in international development. And if the company is paying out that much, I mean, it's just math, guys. This is just like network marketing, comp, you know, corporate business 101. That's, this is the truth. We're giving you the truth here today, guys. Okay, so compensation plan, just going to go a little bit more into this. Um, there are, you know, when I'm looking at a comp plan, I look at a couple of aspects because Bobby taught me <laughs> and I look to see where really where, where is their big, the big part of their payout? Is it on the front end? This is also something that can be a warning signal. Is is a company paying the bulk of the commissions to the field from from signups? That's a warning sign. That's a warning sign. It, it, so we call that front end. Like front loading is, is another term for that. Companies that are front loading, it means that they you know they have expensive signup and large. Uh, product bonuses, large sign-up bonuses to the enroller that is signing up people with these large packages. And then the the back end of the comp plan, the residual side is kind of, you know, kind of weak. So, and then you have the opposite where the front end is kind of weak. There's not a lot going on in the front. You know, when people sign up, there are, maybe there aren't any bonuses, but the back end, you know, it's heavier in the back end. So what does that mean for you if you're brand new? That means, um, when somebody gets started in a company that, that is heavy on the front end, you will be able to make money right away because you're making money off of your personally enrolled people. But then when that slows down, because it does over time, then you may not be making as much as you could be because the bulk of the money is in the sign-up part. You can never stop signing people up if you want to maintain that, you know, those commissions. And on the, on the other end, if there's you know, not that much money in the front end of the comp plan and it's more toward the back end, like the residual side, it will take you a very long time to build up any significant income. So you have to find a company that has a great balance. They do offer money up front in the compensation plan, 
but they still have the ability for you to earn a true heavy residual income. Yeah, that middle part is, is really important for you know long-term success for you f- to be able to last a lifetime on the residual end in the middle of that comp plan. And then on the, on the back end, when you look at the you know, the bonus pools and the all the different pool type money that, that companies are putting into play, uh, that's where you're going to get the, the experienced networkers that have been doing this for a long time really interested. Uh, knowing that that middle part, that residual part is going to be solid and knowing that that back end, because this is where they thrive is on that back end where where they know they're going to be able to, to reach really high levels of income on a monthly basis because of pools. Yeah. Company pools. Yes, exactly. And if, if you if you're actually listening to this and you would like more like in-depth information, we are not inaccessible. <laughs> all you have to do is reach out. We're, you know, because of technology, all you have to do is go to my website um, and sign up for the emails. You can contact us directly through there or you can find us on Facebook and all those other social media sites. So if you're listening to this and you have specific questions or you want to like get like down and dirty <laughs> with your questions specifically, first of all, you're going to want to reach out to Bobby because he's the expert. He's the one that has studied so many other companies. I, I know a little bit about a few of them and then he tells me what he learns, but he's <laughs> it's like to see what we're competing against, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's out there so we can give good informed information. So, you know, I have talked to just recently in the last year, I've had conversations conversations with top leaders who, you know, have, you know, just talking about the profession and and their businesses individually. And they've said, they've actually said to me, I don't really care about the comp plan. (laughs) Warning, warning. (laughs) It's like, um, you should. Because there is no comp plan or because (laughs) they don't pay very well or what? I don't know. They just don't, they just don't know enough about the profession to know that that is a, a critical piece of the puzzle. It's a critical piece of the puzzle. So if you're deciding which company to choose, look at the compensation plan and ask this question. Has the compensation plan been changed? However long the company's been around, ask if the compensation plan's been changed. And and more specifically, ask if the compensation plan has been changed in, in which they actually took money away from it. If the compensation plan has been enhanced, that's one thing. But if the compensation plan has been changed and something was taken away from it, warning, warning. (laughs) Well, that's, it's like one of those companies that claims to pay out 60, 65%. They cannot sustain with, with those percentages. And so, you know, even a year, six months, a year down the road, when they have to tell the whole field, hey, we're taking away this bonus, or we have to lessen, you know, lighten up on the binary payout or whatever it might be. And it really gets people upset because they were doing so well because they, and they were able to say, hey, we pay out 65%. But then when the company goes back to what they they should have done in the first place, down to that 50 percentile number or less, um, it really, it really makes people angry. <laughs> yeah. So this would be like a sidebar to that. This is, goes back to kind of being with a startup company. This is something that does happen with startup companies because they have a plan, but then until they've actually seen the compensation plan implemented and they've seen the breakage that, that happens in the company and, and how it, how it actually plays out in the field, nothing really is solid. And Bobby, we've seen this so many times with companies that start up, things like that do change. So if you're looking to have the least amount of turmoil, (laughs) (laughs) 
if you're looking to, you know, really start with a company and have not very many surprises, then choosing a startup is definitely not going to be what you're going to want to do. Anything else on comp plan, Bobby, before we move on to our next subject here? Okay. We're going to talk now about, uh, you know, you're deciding which company to choose. Does the company have tools for you? Now, I, I can speak back to 14 years ago when I got started. And the company that I was with, they didn't have tools. You had to make up everything. Like if I wanted to put something together or, or make something look nice or have a marketing piece, I had to create it. And let me tell you, those were not pretty because I didn't know how to do anything on the computer except for like Word documents. It was like clip art. <laughs> dragged onto things and it's just you know not (laughs) not the greatest looking of things and you know we certainly didn't have apps we certainly didn't have the incredible internet we certainly did not have the ability to have replicated websites and social media and all that stuff so it's very important that you that the company that you're choosing now right I mean this is 2017 the company that you're choosing now has tools things that you can just plug and play, things that you can utilize. You should not have to be creating those things for your team to build your business. So making sure that your company has tools and systems. They've got websites, they've got information, they've got documentation, they've got videos, they've got trainings set up for you. That's really what that, that's really an important aspect to know what kind of tools the company has to offer you from day one. Yeah, coming coming from you know thirty years ago when there was no cell phones, no computers. Um, I mean, there really was zero. You you had to you had to make a flyer and, and call somebody and drive the flyer over their house or, or whatever. That when you're when you're talking about newer companies today that that actually have the funds to spend on websites and professional video, um, like you said, apps, social media. I mean, there's so much that they can do. And, and, you know, the company we're with right now, I've spent millions and millions upon millions of dollars on marketing so that we don't have to, to do any of the work. We, we allow them to do everything. And all we have to do is send somebody somewhere or send him something on an app or whatever the case might be. Yep. So tools, make sure you're looking into tools. Okay, so you've chosen a company. You are excited about it. <laughs> you've used our criteria here. You've, you've been like a little sleuth, little investigator, and you found out, and you're, you're excited. So what's next then? Now it's choosing a team. Oh, uh-oh, we're going we're gonna to offend some people maybe on this one. I hope I don't, but this is important because Bobby and I have <laughs> been with some teams that, you know, knowing what I know now, maybe I wouldn't choose. Let me just say this, you know, because this model has a lot of recruitment or enrolling going on, you can have somebody enroll a person today who tomorrow enrolls two new people. The next day, those two enroll one or two people. And I mean, you can be down a hundred people deep or, or a hundred people on that team that have no idea what they're doing. They're not plugged into a system. They're not plugged into any leadership. They're just kind of out there floundering. It's one of my biggest pet peeves is sometimes it goes so quickly that a lot of people get left behind and they are, they're taught right. If you could find immediately find a leader that is succeeding in this profession of network marketing and you find the right company with the right leader, you can have immediate coaching on how to get there quickly and how to do it right, you know, very fast. It's a, it's, it's a really big deal. I mean, we've been with 
Well, okay, so let's let's start here. I'm not going to say wh where we've been. I'm going to tell you some of the criteria when in choosing a team. Uh, uh, the thing for me at the top of the list, and Bobby, you can maybe have you have a different thing, but if I'm choosing somebody that's going to be my coach, my mentor, my teacher, my upline, my business partner, virtually, I mean, we're we're business partners in this in this venture. Once we enroll with somebody, that probably the number one thing for me on a personal level is integrity. I want to work with somebody that I know that I can trust. Somebody that I know is, you know, takes takes the needs of the people that they are serving, the, the needs of the people that they are leading, and they put them at the forefront. They are not out just to benefit themselves. They are somebody that is truthful, that if I get them on the phone, on a phone call with somebody, three-way call, whatever it is, you know, that I trust that, that what they're going to do say is going to be truthful and they are a person of integrity. That's, that's number one for me on a personal level when I'm looking for a leader that I am going to, you know, basically attach myself to in a, in a brand new company, in a brand new company for me. Well, yeah, of course. And I mean, if I'm looking for somebody that, that, that person better be, they better have a crusade. They better be every single day. They better be dedicated, motivated, consistent always doing it and you know that go-to person that you're looking for if you are being enrolled by somebody who isn't really that active in that particular company um, your chances to succeed are going to be a little further and few so if you're already in a company and that is the case for you the person that enrolled you just is maybe they just ended up being a customer then you need to go up the line of sponsorship and find somebody that fits this criteria because a lot of times what happens for people is they sign up just because they want to be a customer and then they get super excited about the opportunity and later on down the road now they want to become somebody that builds a business. So if this isn't your enroller, then you need to find somebody that fits this criteria that you can work with that is that has a financial, that has a vested interest in your success. And so if you don't know who that is, you can always call your company and say, listen, I need somebody to work with. Can you tell me of, you know, a leader in my upline? And trust me, they know. The, corp the people at the corporate office know who the leaders are in the field and they will connect you. But if you are on the hunt, if you're looking for a company or, and or, you know, you, you don't have somebody to sign up with, this is the criteria that's important. And so Bobby kind of mentioned this, but I'm going to, I'm going to go right to it. Somebody that's available. I think it might be one of the most important things to a brand new person in the company. If I sign up with somebody who's so busy, like Bobby said, you know, they're doing it every day, but they're so busy that they can't answer a question, you know, within a reasonable amount of time, then they're probably not the person for you. It's really, I think for a brand new person, being available like almost immediately for them is one of the number one most important things in the very beginning of their journey. Because sometimes they're sitting with somebody and that person has a question and they're terrified that they, they, they're new and they don't have the answer. But if they can get connected with you in a quick amount of time. You are literally, you're pouring into them belief, security, trust, and they know that they can build a business with you. So availability from your, your leader, your enroller, your upline is a big deal. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So we've talked about integrity. We've talked about availability, leadership. Now there are you know, the definition of leadership, there's a lot of them out there. Uh, but Bobby and I, the way that we lead, we like to call it servant leadership, mentor leadership, and is a leadership that that really um, strives to build other people's uh, leadership. 
Bobby, this is what Bobby has always said. I say this all the time on my podcast um, because of him, but he says, build leaders and teams will come. Everything rises and falls on leadership. And yes, you want an army of product users. But let me tell you who brings the army, the leaders. The leaders bring the army. So really leadership development and the ability for somebody to, to help you know, mentor, coach, and develop other people to into leadership is a very, very big deal. It's something that I look for. If I have somebody, and this happens in a lot of companies, you have people that are making a ton of money, maybe because of luck, placement, who knows, um, but they, they have not actually developed any leaders. I don't really, this is just personal, I don't really consider them a leader in the business because they've never actually you know, had to take somebody and teach them and grow them. It's a, it's a, for Bobby and I, it is one of the things that we work the hardest on is to help develop new leaders on our teams. And I'll say on our team right now, I think every single leader that we have is somebody that was never in network marketing before. He's shaking his head, but you can't hear that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that that's definitely something that is a, a strength for us is to be able to take a brand new person that's maybe done this once before, or tried it once before, or maybe never been in the profession, uh, and and take them and, and grow them into a a leader and a big earner in the profession. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's really awesome to watch. Uh, people, you know, change, develop, grow, watch their incomes grow, watch their lives change. Uh, it's pretty incredible. So that's something that I look for as well. And this is going to be the last thing that, that on the on the list here of criteria. And this is kind of really important too, okay? We're talking about does your, does the person you're enrolling with, does, does the team that you're with have a system, a team system? You know, like Bobby said, a lot of times, and it's a good problem to have, teams grow very, very quickly. And you have one person who signs up, one person who signs up two, signs up three, who signs up four. And so you've got 25 brand new people to the company, brand new people to the team. And, you know, just in a, in the, for the sake of leveraging, it's nobody has the time to be able to go and individually coach these people on every little detail. That's why having a system, a training system, a team system, literally is like of the utmost importance. So when I get on the phone with, you know, prospects and I get prospected still, <laughs> I like to talk to people. I, I don't ever just blow people off. I always respond. By the way, if you've prospected me and I've said, you know, no, thank you. I'm happy where I'm at. And then you didn't respond to me. Big no, no, big mistake. <laughs> Big mistake. I mean, you know, you're when when people reach out, and I think it's a compliment that somebody reaches out and tries to, you know, enroll me into their company. And I always say, thank you so much. I wish you nothing but luck. I'm happy where I'm at. You know, whatever it was that my response. And then they crickets. They never say anything back, and that's a lack of integrity to me. If I prospect somebody, yeah. If I prospect somebody and they, uh, you know, they say no, thank you. I say, you know what? Good luck to you. If anything ever changes, I'm here. It bothers. Let's talk about pet peeves. That really bugs me. Yeah, they're just. I mean, they, it's it's just a lack of integrity. It's a lack of of personal growth and leadership, and it really just shows that they're just fishing and hoping to to get, put get somebody on the hook. Uh, you know, kind of throwing mud against the wall to see what sticks. And it 
I don't feel like those types of building methods um, work anymore these days. Yeah, I'm glad you said that, that they don't work anymore because I think that that was maybe the network marketing of the past. You know, maybe they didn't, it wasn't as much of a relationship business as it is now. I mean, consumers are savvy. I, they're, they're, no longer is the day where you have to try to convince somebody about your product or service or company because guess what? Everybody has the internet and they can go out and do their own due diligence. They can do their own research. They can make their own decision based on their opinion of what they've seen. I don't convince anybody. And if you're still out there trying to convince people, it's time to modernize your method, okay? You, that We don't need to do that anymore. There are tools, information available to everybody. Allow them the freedom to make that decision for themselves. So I kind of just went off on another sidebar there. Sorry about that. <laughs> Clearly, it's something that we, uh, you know, that we have experienced. So, you know, I hope that this has helped you in the next step, right? The next step of the journey for yourselves. And I'm excited for you to listen to part three because we are going to really get down and dirty and talk about you, uh, what you do as a distributor getting started. And we're going to go into some awesome tips and information and training on leadership and development and really how to you know, now that you've chosen a company, you've chosen an upline and how to take the next steps personally and how to, you know, grow a massive legacy business, legacy income, legacy team <laughs> that brings not only freedom for you, but for many, many others along the way. Thank you so much for sticking with us here for the last 45 minutes of your life. I hope this added some value to you and gave you some awesome insights into how to choose a company and upline a team. And uh, stay tuned that we have one more, one more portion of this part three of our Want to Be an Entrepreneur series coming up. <laughs> stay tuned for that. Of course, it's a huge compliment if you share the podcast on social media. You can find me on Instagram, Teen Mom to Millionaire. And of course, you can find us at bobbyandmichelle.com or soldoutentrepreneur.com. And we're both on Facebook, by the way. So we'd love to hear some feedback from you. Love to hear... Um, how you chose your company, love to hear what you're passionate about. And uh, if you think this podcast added any value to you, we'd love for you to share it on social media. So thanks so much. Looking forward to hearing from you and, uh, and looking forward to part three of this. Until next time. 